Hi, welcome to Convos with the Euros. I'm Daniel. And I'm Carla. We are a married couple sharing weekly conversations about God, family, ministry, and everything in between. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Convos with the Euros. How are we doing today, Carla? Um, in full disclosure, I was not doing great, but I'm really excited to be here because it was one of our favorite things to do. It is for me. I don't know about you. Uh, yeah, it's one of my top um, being able to talk about it. And I think I like it so much because I normally love like preaching and everything. But um, as far as the energy goes, I don't have the energy to be up on an altar standing for too long. So sitting in a nice, comfortable room is definitely a, a good um uh middle like middle ground for it so that's pretty cool yeah and then i'm excited because we got these handy dandy mic stands mic stands <laughs> so now we're not like bending our necks like you're probably gonna hear me mess with it a hundred times because i'm just a fidgety person and daniel's probably gonna be like i can hear you bumping it a hundred times <laughs> but um i'm really happy that we're here and that we're going to yes. have a few couple of things to talk about. So really excited. So getting started right away, we're going to give some health updates yes. of some things that Daniel has been struggling with. And if you're watching on YouTube, we have tons of videos on you. Okay, not tons. Our channel's pretty we just, new. We but. have a good amount of videos describing <laughs> our health updates, but we'll, we'll do it on the podcast too. Yeah. So a couple of things going on with you, Daniel. Uh, go ahead. Give us the updates. Um, well, I think the biggest thing that happened was that I, I had to have a, a bariatric surgery. Um, and that's that was in order to help me get onto the transplant list. Um, but a few complicate, well, more than a few, but some complications ensued after the surgery. Um, and we are a few months out of surgery and I've lost a lot of weight, enough weight to have been put on the transplant list. Well, or so we thought way more weight than you needed to lose. Um, but I am now battling with, uh, uh, aggressive nausea, um, and a general distaste and displeasure in food. It's very, very, very interesting. And hard to find answers because we've been this surgery what happened back at the end of June. Mm -hmm. And now here we are in November when we're recording this and we're still, still not fighting. getting the answers that we need. The only person that kind of have an idea of what was going on was one of the dietitians. She thinks that this is all related to dehydration, dehydration. So which um, could be a very, very uh real possibility which we assume that it is because um uh not only did i have the surgery but one of the things that's complicating the surgery in a great way is the fact that i'm a renal patient and i do dialysis and i dialyze every single day and the form of dialysis i use pulls fluid off of me so it's and we had no idea too yeah. because that you would that it would be so complicated because the doctor had a bunch of other patients that have had bariatric surgery yeah. while being on dialysis and they did just fine. Mm -hmm. So even the nephrologist is super like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah. So everybody's it's been a little hard. confused right now. It's been difficult. Yes. Um. So we're still going back and forth and everything on solutions and and how can we get my nutritional levels up, my values up, and everything like that. Um. But as far as health goes, um, because unfortunately of that, um, I'm almost oh, just every about every day, I'm really battling with weakness, um, not just mentally, but more so physically. Um, I can't do much. I'm tired 
all of the time. Um, and I, I have random sporads of energy where I'm able to do things, but for the most part, um, I have to really, really take it slow. So those are my health updates. What about you, Carla? Oh, well, I don't have any health updates. No, not health, <laughs> but just in general life updates. Oh man, busy at work, uh, missing being able to do this. I think the last month and a half work has been crazy have for you, yeah. been insane at work it's been super busy plus we had a wedding in october that we went to mm -hmm. um and we traveled to new york for that we flew for the first time with a dialysis machine as a carry-on luggage we flew with equipment and you know all kinds of supplies so it Fun was stuff. Very interesting. <laughs> fun stuff. Like fun stuff that I, um, I left the dialysis machine behind. Yeah, it was a, it was a scare. A bit of a scare. And but. I swore, like we thought we were going to lose our flight to New York. It was just mm, not, yeah. not fun. But we made it. We had a great time over there. It yes, was the struggle bus the whole time because reality is when you're traveling with chronic illness and a mobility scooter, it's just the world isn't as accessible as we would like it to be. Um, but you just make the most of it. I think if we sit here and complain about it, that's not going to get us nowhere i think the best thing we can do is just advocate and and kind of show what our lives look like when yeah. we're you know dealing with chronic illness and um yeah so that kind of leads into the conversation for today guys which mm -hmm. is how chronic illness really can affect the way you do life and especially marriage yes um and it can have whatever impact you want it to have like i, I daniel i didn't even tell you i didn't show you my reel that i made on instagram today i saw it did I post it? No. Oh, shoot. Yeah. No, no, this is a different one because I don't think I posted it. I oh, left okay. it as a draft. Okay. And I okay. left it as a draft because in full disclosure, I was a little bit... <laughs> He's laughing at me, but I was a little bit... Um, this not girl thinks that the whole world is judging her 24-7. I'm not <clears> the only one. I know you're not the only one, but for those people that are actually like that... And I, my heart goes out to you guys. It because, must be so easy to be you. Yeah, because honestly, like I'm, I'm I can be like that, but it goes away quickly. Like uh, there's times where I, I'll step outside in the scooter, and I'm like, man, people think I'm this fat, lazy man who, who just doesn't want to walk. And that that thought lasts for like a minute, and that's it. I'm just enjoying my life. I'm cruising. I'm literally, I'm cruising. I'm, I'm enjoying it. So I can't. I, I'm sorry, babe, but I cannot live my life. I like am that. a very so. A great thing that we need to learn in life is to understand ourselves. And I am a very tightly wound person. I've been told that my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I, I've come to accept it. And then I've come to learn how to release, you know, control and all these things. But it's a learning process. But I just felt so self-conscious about posting it. But I'm going to post it tonight. So hold me accountable. There you go. Um, but it was about marriage. And it was dispelling some of the lies that we hear about marriage. Among mm -hmm. those is that it's my spouse's responsibility to make me happy. Mm -hmm. To fulfill everything. And if that were true, that would make you God. My I God. Had that, I had that problem very, uh, like, throughout our marriage. And even up until this situation. Um, and then he found out that I actually am that amazing. So it was all good. But <laughs> no, for real, though, um, I've I've always just laid myself under the assumption that your happiness is my responsibility. Oh, yes. But there are just honestly and for those that are listening, those that are watching, um, maybe you're about to get married or you are married and you feel like you're dealing with the problem right now with a with a cranky spouse and, and a bad face. <sighs> 
you, your spouse's happiness, you cannot control it. Sometimes your, your spouse is just having a bad day and there's not much you can do to, to, to take them out of it. Um, but I do agree that I can still try my best to make you feel better. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, because I think that's part of caring for someone. It's normal to, you know, if it's a family member or a spouse, um, but since we're talking about marriage here, like I think yeah. it's normal to see your spouse down and I do it all the time. I'm guilty of it too, but I think it's normal. Guilty of what? Trying to change my, my, my mood? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get you to snap out of it yeah. or wanting to fix it. I, I think that's honorable. I mean, yeah, that's you, sweet. you want to love your spouse. Gosh, if you didn't care or like your right. heart wasn't even moved when you saw your spouse looking sad, then... I'd argue that sounds like a really sad up. marriage right there. <laughs> that sounds terrible. Um, but I think that's normal. But I think we we've come to learn that when you're in your mood or I'm going through my thing, like sometimes you just give the person space and you pray and you say, God, yeah. you know, give me the words or, you know, help them out here or like, I don't know. It's help. funny because <laughs> I think if you if I spent all my time trying to take away your sadness and only make you happy. It's funny because you are the one that says this all the time because it, it makes me mad when it doesn't work. And then you get upset. You're like, well, Daniel, both of us can't be upset. I mean, you're kind of right. No, we, so. I say, we say jokingly all the time. Yeah, it's, it's always a joke when she says it, but yeah. it's the truth though. Like what's the point of, you know, both people rampaging in a house angry. I know? always say like only one of us can be mad and I, I've already called it. So, <laughs> You're going to have to simmer down. Sure. No, we say out of the joke, but in all honesty, we kind of do follow yeah, that it's, it's rule. Not too, it's not that bad. It's not that bad of a rule to follow. Either. Yeah, like I don't think we set it. Like it's it's not set in stone, but like we totally follow that rule. Yeah. And the thing is like when you're dealing like we are with a chronic illness, um, like, you know, going back to what I was saying that this last couple of months have been really hard, like the last six weeks or two months. Yeah. Um, we Because we, we had that trip to New York, which – as much as it, we rested, because believe it or not, like, I don't think Daniel felt rested, but like, I, re I rest when I get out of my environment. Like this coming week for Thanksgiving, we're trying to go not. to Georgia. Daniel, what, 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 how do you rest? Well, obviously, like, and when I say rest, I'm not talking about like sleeping. I'm like, what rejuvenates you? Because for um, me, getting out of my environment and like going to New York, that actually rejuvenated me because I like experiences. I I am a bit of a homebody. Like sometimes you do just need to be home mm -hmm. and rest and like chill. But other times, like I really do want to be out and about. I want to go to Disney. I want to go here. Like I don't like staying in all that much. So th does that work for you? Or like are you different? No, I'm different. Sense? I need to stay in. The house has to be clean and I have to be home. Yeah, that's that's what rest is for me. But stop, because you love going out. Well, I, maybe not that's anymore. changed. Yeah, that has changed yeah, a no, bit. No, not anymore. It's well, crazy. But but sometimes you like it too, like getting out and just being in a different yeah, if environment. It's been, if it's been too long, um, I want to like, oh, let's just go. Let's just go to downtown or something like that. Um, but I don't want to take uh, this huge trip and like that New York trip I had to I was recovering for like a week after that trip mm -hmm. it was it was bad but and that just goes to show how much life has changed yeah since because I we were both very much the same in that aspect of like that's how we 
rejuvenated, reconnected as a marriage. Like we loved adventures. Right. I think like it was we drove to New York. Less, we yeah, drove less to than DC. a month after a honeymoon, we were in another like spontaneous yeah, trip. We drove to, to New York, drove to DC, drove to Georgia, drove to Tennessee. And every time like I would drive, because I don't trust Carla's driving. Um as he but shouldn't. I would drive and and I I like we'd get to the cabin or we'd get to the hotel and I'd be like, Oh, this is amazing. This is wonderful. Now it's just that sounds exhausting. I'll do it because I know that I'm gonna enjoy the memories of those things and what we're going through is only a phase in our lives. So that's why I still I'm still gonna do these things because I'm gonna be able to look back at this time and say, Well, I'm glad I still did it, but it's gonna be exhausting in the meantime. That's yeah. just kind of like my life motto right now. Yeah. And so because of that trip, it was just and it was exhausting for me too, because now I I do like I Worry now just being married lot. yeah not yeah. It, not just being married but like with what we're going through i have to take on more responsibility of like okay what's our flight number what gate are we supposed to be at like i have to do all of that um while daniel's just trying to focus on driving the Medical scooter and having and his machine like with him yeah. and all that stuff so it, it's hard and definitely when you go through something like this with chronic illness the roles i'm not going to say are, are reversed but roles do there's change there is yes. a shifting and there's a constant communication about those shifts and it's not easy because i think when you start and i think that happens regardless to whether there's an illness i think that happens Just in marriage with, in general with like the when you have the kids seasons. when mm -hmm. you have like a, a a parent is sick or like you know you you're having to become a caretaker now for maybe an elderly parent things shift and, and a marriage has to be able to adjust yeah i think just Healthy with one. yeah the shifting of seasons and stuff responsibilities are for sure yeah going to change and you know but with us it happened a lot sooner and in a lot more drastic ways unfortunately yeah yeah like what, what do you think are some of those daniel some of what that some of those like responsibilities in our marriage that we had when we were when we first got married and how things are having to look different now for the sake of our sanity or things like that definitely i feel like you um i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like before i got sick and everything you always considered me the protector slash provider um not in regards to monetary value but as the man in the house you always i think you always saw me as protector and provider and now I feel like that shifted um, a lot. Not that necessarily you are the protector and provider, but now it's a joint thing. Like now you feel like, okay, where I was able to sit back, eat some grapes while he protected and provided. Now I have to, I oh know it's a joke. You weren't never, you're now not I'm a like lazy person or anything. Like grapes. There's some in the fridge. Um, anyways, so random. Um, <laughs> But now, uh, now it's kind of a, a joint thing. It's not that I get to sit back and eat grapes while you protect and provide, but where I have the energy, I have to come through and where I don't have the energy, you have to pick up. So that's definitely changing that dynamic. And it can change from day to day. Literally, because <laughs> yeah. you guys have no idea how sporadic my, my, um, my energy levels are. I mean, it, it, it I, I, I can't even like keep up. one day he wants to clean out the garage and then another day he sleeps eight hours. Yeah, it's really weird. It, it, and it all just depends on so many things. Mm -hmm. But like but I will even say you've been having health struggles, obviously, since February of 2021 when yeah. he fell ill with COVID and, and, and lost renal function. Mm -hmm. But 
since May, we've been on the struggle train, mm-hmm. on the struggle bus, because his he started having issues with blood pressure, but now these issues as well. And then the last few weeks have been extremely hard because he's been throwing up everything he eats and stuff. And um, some of the things that I've noticed just recently in the last couple of weeks is, um, you know, I've really had to keep up with like groceries, which I could tell him to do groceries all the time for me and I wouldn't have to worry about it. I've had to get more on top of that um, so that we have what we need. Um, I've been like for months, I just can't cook. Um, that sounded random, but like I don't have time to well, even cook. I, for those that are or know, I'm listening, it's not that she doesn't cook at all. Um, it's just that now we're she's we're buying food a little more because you still do cook a lot. Yeah, I do. You I do. do like a I'm, few times a week. Yeah. But like like I and it has been since this whole thing happened. Like especially I used breakfast. To cook I'm sorry. Multiple I have, times to, I have to correct week. that because I don't want you to make yourself look bad. You make breakfast for yourself every day. Like, listen, this is the age of the modern woman. It's okay if I don't cook. I'm yeah, kidding. no, it is I'm okay kidding. if you don't cook. But I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want you to make it seem like well. Oh yeah, no, like I still cook. Yeah, but like there are some days where I'm ex- I am so exhausted, and it's not. It's not. And just I know physically. we are not guilty. I know there's a bunch of people that are. Y'all know. Yeah, y'all know. Y'all know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just it gets so busy with like medical appointments and things like that, oh my and then gosh, yeah. my work schedule is a little bit different too. Like some days I work till seven p.m. and it's it's just it's a lot and so i've had to take responsibilities like when we first got married too daniel did all of the bills and now i pay i do all of that because he, yeah. he can forget if i'm okay to say that mm-hmm. um you know just because of covid and everything he has memory issues and which is fine um there are some days that i do get really angry um because i forget to pay things i've, I've been always very forgetful person um daniel jokes about it all the time he says it's because i'm so smart that i'm thinking about other things it's not a joke. I, so I honestly think that uh, you do really. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. <laughs> I think I think you're so you're so um, keen and in so many areas of intelligence that you kind of don't have space for a lot of other simple things. Like there's a. Curve Are you taking there. notes, fellas? Like he's giving you subtle keys right here. Okay. <laughs> no, I just I focus on too many things. I that that's honestly what you're saying yeah. in kind of words. Yeah. I try to focus on too much at once and then I end up forgetting half of the things I was supposed to do. Yeah, but yeah. it's um, okay. Not half. Yeah, like few, he used though. to do all of that before. And I didn't even know I didn't even have the login um oh, to God. any of our accounts. Um like I had like our and bank account and my phone and stuff. But this guy is like sedated and intubated and like out for the count. Um, you know, in the ICU and I had no idea how to pay uh, any yeah, of our yeah, bills. Yeah. And thank God he had most of them automated. If not, I would have been sitting in here in the dark <laughs> without paying for anything. But I literally had no idea. Oh, and, and what happened was is that you had it my in your phone. phone. Yeah. He had all which I don't know that that's a great idea, but it, it definitely worked out this time. Of course, time. it's a great idea. Well, what if someone steals your phone? Then what they're gonna what are they gonna pay my light bill for me? <laughs> you have other things too. Like what? I I oh, had the mortgage, right. the 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 light. Well, the mortgage the water, that I don't know. Yeah, not, that's true. The most they could do is pay our bill. <laughs> that's true. I didn't think. I didn't have my, I didn't have our social there. No. And then why would I call the light company and be like, hey, can you tell me my social? <laughs> <laughs> annoying it's true it's true but anyways that's how i was able to pay the bills and stuff yeah. but like as you can see when when you're going through this shift of 
chronic illness, like the roles are shifting yeah. constantly. Um, and it's hard. Sometimes it's like whiplash, like you, you it, and a mm-hmm. little bit discombobulating. It's hard to keep up. Yeah. Um, there's con- There has to be constant communication and it can get frustrated, like frustrating. I think yes. there's times when we've gotten frustrated with each other because there's just so much constant change. It's not even the roles. Like I'm not even talking about that anymore. Mm-mm. It's just, it's just life the changes. constant changes in our lives and yeah. our lifestyle. And, oh, we could do this before. Now we can do it. Oh, wait, we can do it again. <laughs> like, oh, let, I'm going to give you like a great that. example of roller coaster. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about like a little roller coaster. I'm talking about like, or like, like I'm not talking about like emotional roller Space coaster. Mountain, like, yeah, I'm talking about like, we, we have Disney annual passes that were gifted to us. Yeah. Um, and thanks, yes, thanks, mother-in-law. It was awesome. Este, <laughs> I'm over here in Spanish. <laughs> um no but um so daniel could ride roller coasters Mm -hmm. um a few months back there's no issues there and then now we get the annual passes because we we went to disney twice um we were invited um and we went to disney twice and then we loved it so much that's what when the annual passes were gifted to us but those prior times that we went daniel could do roller coasters just fine no issues no worries yeah we're great um he has a dialysis catheter in his belly which is fine to go on a roller coaster with there's no issues but now um he has for the second time a catheter and if you're watching on youtube he is showing it right here he has a catheter in his chest in case he needs to go back to hemodialysis um and with that honestly we didn't ask if I he could ride roller, roller coasters, coasters but we've come to terms that he can't just to be safe um i don't think it'd be a, i think it'd be dumb honestly if it we is, try to ride a roller it coaster. is a needle not a needle but it's a it's a foley a catheter a tube that lands like no it's not a foley the foley is the urinary foley. oh sorry it's the a it's a get- <laughs> <laughs> people, people are going what the heck did they a, put in this dude's chest it's a catheter <laughs> that follows a close um uh blood pathway right here and it lands like right next to my heart so it's, the tip of it is inside your heart yeah so we want to be like let's not jar my whole body around so <laughs> yeah let's not cause a heart attack or yeah, something let's not stab any more than i need to <laughs> um so i'm able to do like you know chill things but just it's any crazy roller coasters i'm not doing after all that's uh, just about all you can do but i will tell you this when we go <laughs> you know if i'm feeling up to it I'm going to fight. I'm going to kick. I'm going to scream. And my family pretty much gives in all the time. Anyway. Messed up, man. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. You you can't ride, relo- you can't ride roller coasters. That was mm-hmm. a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's been a bummer. And see, like, things like that is what we're talking about. Like, constant changes of, like, you could, now you can't. Now you're allowed. And it's just, it, we really do get whiplash. Yeah. Like, I, I literally get tension headaches from like the tenseness i have in my neck and it's difficult because um as a as a marriage we want to plan in advance we want to um like have strategy set in place there's like there there's future there's a future that we we love thinking about and it's it's difficult to think past a week maybe two because we do not know what's going to change we don't know what's going to happen and um, I think that's created a lot of um, tension and not that we're upset at each other, mm-hmm. um, but we're frustrated at the situation, which I believe you said that earlier already. Um, and I, I also think that's a really good point for most marriages. Um, I, I'm not saying that maybe you are going through maybe a severe health struggle like we are, um, but I'm also not saying that if you are going through something a bit minor, 
that it's minor at all. So like maybe you're just struggling um, because you guys aren't meeting eye to eye. That's still a struggle and that's fine. Um, maybe you guys need to take a step back and understand that you're not upset at the spouse or your spouse. You're upset at the situation. Um, maybe finances aren't the best. Um, and maybe it's not because your spouse is always going on a spending spree every other week or because you guys uh, don't want to cook and you're always eating out. Maybe it's just because you guys are both in phases at work where um, you are building up to something, but you're not there yet as far as a monetary value goes. Understand that you're not fighting each other, that you're fighting together. Does that make sense? It does. And I'm really glad you said that. I think people need to understand that if you're going through something really hard like this, and it could be something else, it could be like infant loss, it could be pregnancy loss, right. job it loss. It could be detrimental to, you yeah. know, uh, emotional states. We have a great episode, and I, if I remember, because I, I have to give that cop caveat did i say that correctly yeah caveat i have to give that disclaimer because she changed the <laughs> i gave up <laughs> I straight gave up, up gave up two seconds in <laughs> no because then i'll listen back to this and be you like what right. did you say you huh? said it right caveat. caveat yeah okay so i have to give that caveat that i do forget <laughs> to link stuff all the time no, but it's okay um but we do have one of our episodes if you want to scroll down to one of our first episodes we did on grief mm -hmm. um we can grieve many things I'm, i don't like it when people are like get over it yes sometimes we need a, like that little pat in the butt and move on yeah um because if not if it's unhealthy to stay like stuck somewhere but mm -hmm. we don't need to get over things we need to go through them and right. i've learned that in this season because that was me I was a person that would tell a friend or a family member, move on, get over it. You're fine. Um, shake it off. But that's not always a healthy option. Sometimes it's okay. you're stuck there and it's not your fault. And you need to get through it. Mm -hmm. um, what we're going through, we've had to learn that we, we just got to get through it. And so whatever you're going through, I, we just want you to know that it's okay if you're feeling sitting there feeling frustrated and angry. Yeah. But I love what Daniel said. You guys are a team. Yeah. You're in a marriage, you are a team. It's not, you know, this, you know, don't tell your spouse, just get over it. You know, pray about how you can help them through it. Um, especially if you're dealing with grief. And like I mentioned, there's many things that could cause us to grieve in our lives so that we have to go through the grieving process. You can't skip over the grieving process. There are like, you know, the five steps of the grieving process. Hmm. You just got to, you know, get through it. You know, some people get quicker through the process than others, mm -hmm. but you have to be patient with your spouse and understand that it, like we, we say all these things because we, I, you know, I got we that message. Yeah. And I got that message on Instagram the other day and there was a couple who are going through a very similar experience to us in terms of dialysis. Yeah. They're in their thirties and the husband is now on dialysis and she, the wife has been dealing with him having blackouts and mm -hmm. things like that. And it's, you know, she just said, thank you for sharing your story like you do, because I needed that. Yeah. And to be able to have other people relate to our story, that's why we do this. You know, it mm -hmm. takes work and effort, but we do it because we know there's people just like us in the struggle bus. And so we can all, I don't know, struggle together. sing Kumbaya <laughs> together. So I'm not kidding. But like we, we can go through it together and you can feel like seen. I think it's really yeah. hard when you go through something like this and you don't feel seen. Yeah. Um, you kind of feel like it's the end of the world. But when you realize that other people are experiencing the end of the world, too, then you're like, OK, maybe it's not the end of the world. It's just a phase. Um, but unfortunately, uh, some phases are lasting longer than others like this mm -hmm. one. Um, but I feel like uh, in, a, in a marriage, in a healthy marriage, when you are 
um, like we started off um, with this conversation um, that I'm not responsible for your happiness. I think I think when I can say that to myself, but still choose to at least try to accommodate and try to make you happy or even if it doesn't work, I'm not going to kill myself or beat myself up over it, you know, um, but I should still strive for it um, in any in any way that I can. Um, obviously within the context of a healthy marriage, um, I'm not going to go ahead and, uh, and just buy a bunch, buy you a bunch of sports cars if that's what you want, especially if we don't have the money. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, there's that, that caveat, um, uh, like that there's a boundary there, right? Like, you know, it, I can't make you happy that like, if you don't want to be, but my job is to love you and, right. and to be here. So. And I really think that that's a good, if we can segue into the next few minutes, Carla, um, boundaries. Um, so I think having boundaries is very healthy, especially, um, I think you're a great, a great person to talk about this because, um, of the book you're reading right now. Um, My goodness. Like I'm only a quarter of the way through mm -hmm. and I've been talking Daniel's ears off about this because I feel like, not really, really? Yeah. You're so kind to me. I thought you were annoyed at it by now. No, it's (laughs) it's interesting stuff. No, but like I've been talking your ears. Of, that doesn't mean you're annoyed. That means like you're listening to. Oh, it. that you're talking. Oh, are yeah. you talking a lot about it? Oh, yeah. 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 Then my ears are gone. <laughs> <laughs> you're annoying. <laughs> I love you. Um, no, but it's this book called Good Boundaries and Goodbyes. I probably butchered it. So who's I'm going to look it up. Who's the author? Lisa Turkhurst. I will try to just link the Amazon link down below. Yeah, it's going to be easier that way. Yeah, down because below. her name. <laughs> Did you just do air quote air no, quotation? Oh, 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 oh. I was like, I know I forget, Daniel, but be kind to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll link it down below. But yeah. it's by Lisa Turkers. And it's about basically how to set boundaries so that you, you can don't do ebook, if anything. You yeah, so that it. you don't lose the best of who you are. Loving the book so far. I've not read any like I listen to her podcast. She has a podcast called Therapy and Theology, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'll try to link it down below as well. But it's really good. Um, I've been listening to um the podcast but then like i saw this book came out somebody posted it i'm like oh my god i'm just gonna buy it which i don't do that like i never finish books that i buy so i just stopped buying them all together and i rather just listen to podcasts and stuff like that so i started reading this book and i cannot put it down like i'm already a quarter of the way through i got it less than a week ago (laughs) and i know you're probably going oh wow okay like going slow there but like no, no like like i've actually been like taking it in discussing it with daniel like i'm so into it so it has, basically the one you bought has discussion questions doesn't it it has discussion questions and then her jim crest which is like a really well-known christian counselor mm. um he weighs in at the end of every chapter and it's so good that's cool with that's scenarios really cool. and like examples like it's so good it's nice to get that though those yeah. professional opinions a holy one i feel like that. i'm getting free therapy it's great facts Therapy is so expensive. Can we? We should have a whole episode about how yeah. upset I am about that. But. <laughs> no, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> because it makes me mad. Like, how is someone like struggling with like depression or something? They need help, and you're like, that'll be hundred dollars, eighty dollars, a hundred and twenty dollars. They wanted to charge me for therapy. I, I'm not afraid to say that I've tried to get therapy because I mean, I went through some really traumatic stuff last year with yeah, yeah, seeing my husband laying on his. Almost, deathbed almost deathbed because you yeah. made it good job but oh, purple. 
No, but um, so this book, let me get back to the book before. Let me digress. Okay. Because so, if not, I'll chase that rabbit until I catch <laughs> Very it. Very far, yes. <laughs> Very far. No, but this book is so good. It's teaching me about boundaries. It's teaching me I have way less boundaries than I thought I did. And then it's also teaching me to be proud of the boundaries that I have set. Where do so you, the okay, whole, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-oh. You have way less boundaries than you thought you had? Yes. It could talk about that a little more. Around certain things. Like... So the book is about boundaries and setting and that it's a God idea, that it's mm-hmm. not a selfish idea, that God wants us to, to set boundaries, mm-hmm. um, which has been like huge for me because I feel selfish setting boundaries. I am a people pleaser to the max. Mm-hmm. Daniel knows this because he, he's been a huge part of teaching me that I can't please the world because I will end up anxious, depressed, and oppressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and he's been absolutely right. I've had to learn that I can't please everyone. So the reason I say I don't think I had great boundaries like I thought that I did is that it's an interesting thing to admit. I just wanted you to explain a little more. I've always known I have issues people pleasing, but I didn't know how bad it okay. affected me when I felt like people were unhappy with me. So I've started to place boundaries around like, I, I know, like you saying need no. To place boundary. You needed to place boundaries. Mm-hmm. Okay. Especially going through this because we had less um, to give. Right. And that's always been really hard because I've, I've grown up literally serving in ministry since right, I was 14. Done. Literally, yeah. Yeah, like became a pastor very young. Not, I didn't, like looking back, being 27, getting so close to my 30s, I have realized how much like we've done in our our mm-hmm. teen and and young adult years we did a lot and that's not to brag i haven't done all that much but <laughs> i'm sorry i'm proud i'm proud of what we did I, yeah i am proud too i am proud like we, i mean we weren't the best and i know there's people mm-hmm. that have done 10 times more than we have but and I'm you realize proud. how many mistakes you've made too oh my god when so you many, thought you so had many. it figured out <laughs> it so makes many. me go like Ugh. you didn't know nothing. cringe no yeah <laughs> No, but like things I've said and whatever. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> so I realize that I try to please people and I overextend myself. Like in this season, which is the worst, it's like embarrassing or it can be like awkward to say yes to something and then mm-hmm. have to retract the yes and be like, actually, We've I'm not going to be able to fulfill that promise that I made to like be there or like I, I'm literally going to take it down to the example. So for a Christmas festival that we had, mm-hmm. I promised um, this was like last year. I promised I was going to bring potato salad or something like that. Oh, I remember. This. As soon as I said yes, because the thing is, I really wanted to participate. But in this season, literally, like even for something silly like that, no time, no time. Like just it, it 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 just boggles me where my time goes. Like mm-hmm. we spend so much time in doctor's appointments, on the phone, figuring things out. And, and then work in between all of that mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah. And so very quickly I realized, and then in this season two, I like to leave a lot of time open for just fun. Like like I need something to look forward to mm-hmm. um, all the time. It, it keeps me going. That's really good. Mm. Um, that is such a good point. I'm sorry. Yeah, like uh, you can continue. Or just because you have an empty space in your calendar doesn't mean that you have to say yes to things. Like we tend to think that. Yeah, is that you what need, you're getting you need, at? No, no, no. Oh, that you said. Um, especially in this season, you need things to look forward to. And that's not selfish. No, I need that you, to survive. I need it. Yeah, <laughs> because like for instance, I'm I'm gonna be super vulnerable right now. I've been playing with Lego sets for like the past two weeks. 
um, with the, Harry Potter Lego set. He puts it like that. No, it's like puzzles. To, like, it, it keeps but they're her mind big. stimulated. It's not like, you know, the small ones. They're, they're like thousands of pieces. So it's pretty cool. Um, and like, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and it kind of took me out of like a little slump that I was in. I was I was not doing good emotionally. And having that now is like, oh, okay, well, at least I get to relax while my wife watches TV or, or, or edits the YouTube video. And I'll just get to I'll get to play with these Legos for a little bit or, or set up the Lego um, display for a little bit. And it takes my mind off of the unfortunate reality of our situation. Yeah. And this podcast and the YouTube channel, they're really like things that I look forward to. Like yeah. I love editing. You'll spend hours on the laptop and I, and I, I, can I see enjoy how someone seeing would hate you that. like that. I, I, can, I won't be able to. I don't have that energy for that. I don't. You don't like editing? No. Daniel used to do all the podcast editing. And no, at this point, um, like, I'm taking it back because I, I really genuinely love it. I love editing video 10 times more than audio. Audio is so boring. But, like, <laughs> not, like not that we're boring. And you better not think that. But <laughs> you, uh, Threats. You have been threatened. <laughs> um, but, no, I, I like video. Yeah. It's visual. Yeah, but continue. You know, you're okay. finding stuff too. Yeah, yeah. So my potato salad story. That's where we were. <laughs> See, I chased the rabbit, but I shortcut it. Sorry, I went with you that time. You know, you add to the you add fuel to the fire. Stop saying interesting things. <laughs> <laughs> potato no, salad. Potato mm. salad, guys. Potato salad. Um. So, gosh, dang it! Now I'm like all distracted because now, I, now instead of you know how people say squirrel, I'm gonna be squirrel. potato salad. Potato salad. <laughs> That's good. That's good um one. no so potato salad so i committed over committed and then mm-hmm. we ended up committing to something else and so i was literally gonna have to stay up till 12 1 in the morning because i'm making enough potato salad to feed 100 people yeah. guys i had to step in and i started to cry to get upset to get really flustered i know y'all are going it's potato salad but you don't understand like my emotional capacity <laughs> in this season of life it's not about the potato tiny. salad okay <laughs> It's not the potato salad. It's the emotional yeah. damage. It's the, the emotional distraughtness that comes through. <laughs> with the with peeling like 20 pounds of potatoes. <laughs> Freaking three, three 10 uh, pound bags of potatoes. Yes. And I was having flashbacks to when I decided to make 30 pounds of potatoes for Thanksgiving last year. <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. Uh, I might yeah, be. Yeah. Was it 30? 20? I don't know. Something 20 pounds like of potatoes. Ridiculous. But anyway. You so and your sister were up here peeling potatoes. Till like midnight. And so I was literally like, I can't do it again. I'm so tired. I was so like just going through through it. And so Daniel was like, enough. Call and say, you're not bringing potato salad. They don't even need it. Like there was other people bringing sides. Like, it, was a little, it was literally a potluck. Like if actually, you didn't bring the potato salad, people weren't gonna me, die. You heard me commit to it, and you were like, "Why? Why? Why would you do yeah, that?" Yeah. As soon as she said, "Oh, I'll do the potato salad," I was like, "All right, this is gonna be a massive failure." And it's not because um, I'm like, "Oh, Carla sucks at cooking." No, like look at what the, the look at our lives right now like what do you want <laughs> by myself i'm gonna make enough potato salad for a hundred people not to mention like you know you have to buy all the ingredients and that it was gonna be an investment and i was just like why have I if done? i'm gonna be honest with you it was either i watch my wife cry and have mental breakdown over <laughs> potato salad i had three options either that um and second option was she calls and she cancels gets a little embarrassed but it is what it is or i go and i spend 80 bucks on potato salad at Publix 
<laughs> and we throw that thing in a freaking plastic and bowl. And that was another house. thing. That and was we were about to do that, but I didn't want to drop money like that. No, by the way, I would have been okay with that, but I think it's so ridiculous that I was like crying because I'm like I can't bring potato salad from Publix. I have to make it homemade. It's a potluck. I'm like, and I remember him me? going, buy the darn potato. And I said, but that's expensive and it's a lot of potatoes. He's like, so you're going to make it from scratch? I mean, it was just so dumb. Yeah, it was it was a lot. But uh, obviously looking back, it's funny, but in the moment we understood that it wasn't just about the potato salad. It was, like, but it was my inability to give. Like and it, I was so angry because I am not just a people pleaser. I think people pleasing can sometimes come from a good place. But like, I genuinely like serving and helping right. others. Like, I enjoy it. Um, and, I, and I get, you know, and I'm not saying my identity comes from that because it doesn't. But like, I love it. I, I love participating. I love the church. I, I love. And in this season is like, I literally can't get anything done it's just we have so much going on you need to learn to really also understand you your emotional state and the seasons that you're in like i remember i'm i'm not i'm not an emotional person i really am not Mm -mm. um like yes i have the emotions but the thing is i feel like i fully understand them it's rare that i feel a certain way and carla asks me what's going on and i tell her um i don't really know most of the time I know exactly what I'm dealing with and I know exactly like, you know, I know what's going on now, whether I can pull myself out of it quickly. Now, that's a different story. And that's a whole different um, set of strengths that people have um, being able to pull themselves out of a ditch quickly and stuff like that. I'm I, I'm weak minded in that sense. Like I can't really I have a hard time pulling myself out of mental ruts, um, but it'll manifest itself in different ways sometimes like. In, in insignificant ways, like your story with the potato salad, you know, yeah, it was the potato salad that kind of sent you over the edge, but it wasn't about the potato salad, you know? And I remember after my father died uh, due to cancer in 2016, we were in my mother's house and she was freaking out because there was a baby lizard in the house. <laughs> and I was running to grab this lizard because I don't have a problem. Like the lizards are the only thing that I don't mind grabbing and throwing out. Um, any other thing, I can't. I, I get disgusted. But I've been grabbing lizards since I was a kid here in Florida. So lizards aren't a big deal. So I'm running to grab this lizard. And it did like some 360 spin move on me. <laughs> and I stepped on it by mistake. And I started crying. Because I was like, this lizard had like a whole life to live. I was going to save it. I wasn't going to kill it. I was going to put it out in the grass. And yeah, obviously it's dumb and silly <laughs> now, but in the moment it was super awkward. I was like, I wasn't crying hysterically, but uh, you know, I got really emotional. It wasn't about the lizard. You know, I was thinking about my father, but I understood already at that moment that it wasn't about the lizard. What I'm trying to say is that there's a lot of people, a lot of marriages that they're going through struggles and you think it's about the lizard, but it's not. You think it's about the potato salad, but it's not dig a little deeper you know maybe maybe take some time in prayer maybe find a book to read maybe find a little set to put together or talk to your spouse talk or talk to, to a trusted yes mentor that um, helps me a lot yeah because i am on the complete opposite end of the spectrum i can't figure out why i'm upset and some of y'all going like seriously girl like you can't figure no i can't like you cannot be the only one that's like that Daniel there has is to be other so, people like that like i'm so proud of my husband over here he is so in tune with his emotions like i go to him and i tell him can you tell me why i'm upset <laughs> she does it so often i'm like all right like y'all think i'm joking like we're very very 
forthcoming i'll put it that yeah, way yeah, in are. this podcast like i literally go up to this man I'm like can you help me figure out why i'm upset it's, it's pretty funny and he's good at it i tell him all the time he needs to go to school and become a counselor like he needs to change his major like he really does like he's good at that like he has a natural intuition to figure things out like i'm not gonna use my husband as a counselor but he is my confidant and i am so grateful that i have a husband that i can come to and be like help help me like figure out what's going on but yeah go, you can go to a mentor someone yeah, you trust a, a someone friend. Who, who is a believer a good friend yeah a good friend who gives good advice that's <laughs> yeah because we got good friends that give terrible advice yeah you not know, us, you know who they are. you know who they are. not us but like you know that can happen so yeah but yeah, so anyways, boundaries, yeah, they're they're super important in a marriage because they help protect what's inside the marriage yeah. from what's outside. Yeah.